0: Hello, Wonderfuls. It's your girl, Jazz, a.k.a. Belle Smith, co-founder of Wonderful Effect.
1: Hello, Wonderfuls. This is your girl, Mon, second co-founder of Wonderful Effect. And you are tuning into Wonderful Wonderful for Two, two, please. Hello, Mon. Happy Friday. I know.
0: Happy Friday. So happy. Me too. You know, one thing I can say. in where we fit in as far as this podcast goes
1: <laughs> we really do
0: yes hello wonderful thank you for tuning in hi we're actually recording this on a friday so once we're done and it's edited and uploaded like you you'll realize that you're hearing it the very same day that it was recorded yes like live kind of sorted Yep, yeah, kind of sorted because you know, yesterday we made well Monday we made an attempt and it was just like no, not a good day. And then yesterday we made an attempt. And as far as the technology goes, it was no, not a day. So we were like, you know it wasn't what? Working for us. Yeah, we were be like, you know what? Let's just record it in our offices. So we got it. So yeah, and that's working out. <laughs> yeah. Any plans for this weekend? Um,
1: not really. I'm gonna go try to look for some stuff to decorate my office and make it look like mine. Oh, my <laughs> office uh, at, at my job.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. I'm, I'm so sad. excited because Wonderful's mom is actually planning my baby shower. Yes, I know. April, so I know super duper excited about that and then uh my maternity shoot is in March and she's actually gonna drive me because the photographer that I found he he does like excellent work but he lives an hour away from where I live and um since I've been getting bigger and I've been having more like back pains and stuff I can't drive I try not to drive long distances. Yeah. It's not, it's so Mon is Yeah, it's really not. So Mon is actually gonna come in town and drive me to my appointment. Like you need to get you a Mon in your life because <laughs> Who seriously drives all the way from Jacksonville to Orlando, Kissimmee, and then take you to to uh well and Mm -hmm. yeah pretty much so you know shout out to you for being such a wonderful sister that you are.
1: thanks i really appreciate that you know i try i try to be there for all of my sisters i only have three Mm (laughs) i have three (laughs) sisters so
0: anytime they need me i try to be there you know, it, but it's important you want a sister like that, you have to be a sister like that. Yes. up being all nasty, acting and stuff, and then expect people to do things for you. It don't work like that. Nah, no problem. Well, mm-hmm. I think we reciprocated on both ends from me and my sisters.
1: We, we are doing anything for each other. And that's what I love about us. You know? Mm-hmm. Well,
0: me too, and we don't keep score. Well, you know, last time I had came to see you and When's the last time you came to see me? Like we don't do stuff like that. No, I won't do that. Won't we'll do that. Uh huh. You we counting? You just making this, uh, tally. will do that. All right.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm just like super excited about the next couple of months because. Me too. I'm, you too. Yeah, me too. Because
1: we have March. My son will be a teenager. Will be 13 so i'm gonna have a 13 year old and then i'm also planning a wedding too a big wedding so i'm really really excited about that then we have the baby shower
0: it's just yeah it's just great yeah i'm excited about the wedding too so just wonderful stuff just so you know like Mon and I are really entangled in each other's lives we don't just do the podcast mm-hmm. and then that's it like we don't talk anymore <laughs>
1: yeah it's not like that
0: Monica is actually doing the wedding for uh, my husband and I's best friend who is also our, our son's uh, godfather and I don't know, I don't know if I ever talked about it on the podcast, how how uh, my husband and I met, but we met through this mutual friend who Monica is doing the podcast for. Um, he and I were best friends in high school, and then he went out to college, and then he met my husband, and then he sort of played matchmaker in a way, and, and um, we, you know, got, together, got Started dating my husband's best friend in high school and now they're getting married. It's so funny. It's so funny how life is. Like this is the type of shit that people make movies and books about. Yes,
1: exactly. we are really gonna make a movie about this. And my kids call him um, Uncle Quinn on Guitar. So it's like we're all just one big
0: happy family here. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm excited about that wedding too. I know it's gonna be really nice. It, um, so that's like at the end of March, and then went two weeks later is the baby shower. Yes, it is. And then after that, I'm on maternity leave. I'm going on maternity leave in the middle of April, and our little Bo will be here between the. I'm. I'm. I don't know. I was feeling like he's gonna come the week of my husband's birthday. It's April 26. I just have a feeling. That would be really. Cause this due date is May 8th, which is Mother's Day. So, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy. I didn't so, realize that was Mother's Day. I didn't even, I didn't until so someone else pointed it out to me, and I was like, oh shit, it is. It is Mother's Day. <laughs> wow. So That'll be, that'll be exciting.
1: Personalize fun fun, and great things because I need those positive things in my life right now. So, those right. so fun and great moments, and then you have make all these memories is pretty
0: awesome. So, it really is, it really anyway. is awesome, uh, especially now with things that's going on in the world. I know it's like you gotta make the most out of every moment, like, for real, yeah. Yeah, so wonderful. Let us know how how your week has been going and, and great plans for the weekend. Um, Yeah, so I want to jump right into our part two for the Her Story series. Okay. And oh, that's uh, great. for those of you that maybe missed the last episode, I do encourage you to go back and listen to it after this one. You don't have to listen to it in order, but... Uh, mom and i decided to kick off her story series in honor of black history month and we're going to be highlighting some wonderful black women uh, past and present that have made their marks in history or that are currently making their marks in history not just for black people but for everyone mm-hmm. so lastly I don't see the name. The name was weird, so I can't even tell you. <laughs> oh my goodness! She, she created the sanitary belt and the uh, toilet paper holder. Like she did a lot of stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Wonderful. Uh, bear with me. The like, pregnancy brain is like heavy in the third trimester. Um, <laughs> I cannot think of her name right now. Hopefully by the end of this, <laughs> this episode, I don't. It'll click in my head. It'll come. Uh, I want to say her name is Beatrice or something. I think so. Don't ask me a lot. I'll have to see before. But, um, and then, Mom, who was your person?
1: Um, Mammy Till. without yep. Emmett Till's mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah, I can remember that because I've been watching the show, which I think I've uh, I like one or two more episodes to
0: watch, and then I'll be finished,
1: but I, I was watching that.
0: So was oh, okay. pretty good. Hey, awesome so yeah like I was saying wonderful if you haven't listened to that episode go back uh Mon and I both chose people from the past and um we don't know what we choose who we choose until the day of that just keeps yeah. it exciting it really does <laughs> <laughs> so let's just dive right into it I have the girl what you say question of the day so my question to you Mon, is thing about being a black woman? Um my favorite thing about being a
1: black woman is we have we we I guess I said we put off the energy that we are strong and not just faking it but we really are strong. I feel like we always find a way to get the job done no matter what. I agree. Even if it's a difficult situation and somebody else may not see how we're going to make it or how bad it's going to be, or how we're going to find a resolution to the problem, we always seem to find some type of way to find some type of resolution. And I think with that, it just makes us, you know, pretty awesome women. women.
0: Yes, I love that. And I'm a firm believer that all women have, like, this innate, However, the plight of a black woman versus a white woman versus, you know, whatever, you know, whatever other woman is different, like, the walks of life are different. Um, So I totally agree with you. Like, there's just something about us that even though we have all these things stacked against us, whether it's, like, economically, um, socially... Whatever stacked against us, we always make a way, and I just love that about us. Yes, I really do. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's well, see. My favorite thing about being a black woman is there's just so many. I know. I know. I know. There's so many different
1: things I could say. At first, I want mm-hmm. gonna
0: say hair. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love. I love that we can just like switch up our hair. Yes, we can. You know, I might. I think that one. I think I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna tie it into the culture, just the okay. culture of being a black woman, and part of the culture is the hair. So yes, I'm interested. I don't. I don't know if I shared this already, but I just have an interesting story about. Um, I wore my natural hair out for about two. It was like two or three weeks, and um, one of my clients had never seen my natural hair before and so so those of you who don't know um, a lot of times black girls have what we call shrinkage so when you wash your hair it literally will shrivel up like if it's not straightened or flat on or whatever it shrivels but you could pull the strands or straighten it out and then the hair is like way longer than what it looks like it's like magic so my client I, got, I just smiled. And I was like, "Actually, it's not sure. And then I pulled a, a strand from the front of my hair and pulled it down. She was like, "Oh wow!" She's like, "It's that is so cool. It's interesting how your hair can just do so many things."
1: You <laughs> did not tell me this story. <laughs> did it tell you that?
0: No. I don't know i had mixed feelings about it because a part of me was like oh you know she was just amazed by your hair because the same have- time i'm like what happened it's 2022 like there's just so much information out there about not just black culture but just cultures all around i'm like mm-hmm. so i th- I was like you know what the, the, uh, therapist thing so I went on Facebook and I, there's this a uh, black therapist rock page and a lot of people go on there and they're like share experiences with clients and techniques and different things like that so I posted a story in there and a lot of them totally understood where I was coming from they were like yeah it doesn't seem like she was being nasty about it or rude however it can be exhausting being a black woman in professional settings, and then it's like it's a certain shit you, you don't want to have to explain. Yeah. Or you feel like you have to explain. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, because I know a lot of people struggle with accepting their natural hair. At one point, I did. I used to get relaxes and always have my hair pressed. And then I think when I when I went off. I went to an HBCU I started embracing the culture a lot more because I thought that even in black culture there's diversity within our culture Yeah. and um it made me appreciate myself more and I started transitioning um from uh relaxed hair to natural hair I what like I think I was 20 or 21 and I'm 32 now so I've I've had natural hair since then. Since you were twenty-one? Yeah. When I came mm-hmm. when I came back when I came from college, yeah, it was like twenty twenty-one. Yeah, I didn't realize that. hmm And then when I was like, Monica, your is beautiful. You should totally not get curms anymore. <laughs> I know,
1: horrible. I do remember that and I was just like, girl, that ain't for me. And I'm natural, y'all. I've yeah. been natural since twenty. 20- Yep, I've been natural since 2015. So I've been natural seven years, something like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. and yeah. I mean, I, I I I love it. I really yeah. do. You do so much with your hair. Yeah. And I got the kind of hair where I can kind of wet it. It'll curl up and let go. Put me a cute little headband. Mm-hmm. scoop the edges and bam, I'm out of there. So yeah, so yeah, I I, you know, I love my natural hair. At first, I was like, so I was. Mm-hmm. Than, than anything, because I was just like, I don't know
0: about this. Right? This ain't for me. But <laughs> yeah, I, now I love it. Mhm. I love it too. Yeah, I love my natural hair. Yep. Okay, so let's let's go ahead and start. Speaking of natural hair, because this person I chose, like they always do, like beautiful styles with their natural hair, or they do like a really cute protective style. Um I chose Issa Rae. Woohoo! Awesome. So, I can't wait to hear what you got to tell about her. Issa Rae is very interesting. I as I was um researching aka reading Google and Wikipedia facts about her, I found some like very interesting things about her that I didn't know before. Uh so those of you who watched the, the fabulous show Insecure that recently ended on HBO. Issa Ray is the star of that show, and she um she was also, she is also the co-creator and co-writer of that show. Um she is well known as being a writer and a producer, um, actress. She's done voiceovers, like she's done so many different things. Now, her her real name is Joe Issa Ray. Hope I don't put you this last name. D uh D. Okay. but she is professionally known as Issa Ray. and um, Issa actually got her start on YouTube so people who were like true fans before Insecure she had a show called Awkward Black Girl on, I remember that yes, on YouTube my, my college bestie Bianca and I loved that show and so it was really like the stepping stone for Insecure but, um, so that's where, like, she started to get a lot of attention on Awkward Black Girl, and then, um, that was in 2011, and then she continued to develop her YouTube channel, and then it, it featured, like, various short films, web series, and other content, specifically created by Black people, which I love, um and Awkward Black Girl was a really good web series because it, it showed the perspective she was the main character in that too and it just showed the perspective of the everyday life of literally an awkward black girl black girl that maybe doesn't fit into um, certain stereotypes of how black women should be mm-hmm. and it, I love that series because it just showed you to embrace the awkwardness of, of being yourself like being authentic and um that definitely carried over into insecure so um once that web series started to get a, a lot of a lot of views and people really began recognizing isa she went on to um to pitch the show insecure with hbo and that show started from 2016 and it ended in 2021 and it's, that show got her a bunch of nominations, like multiple, multiple Golden Globe Awards, Primetime Emmy Awards. Like, this is really doing it. And in 2015, she actually wrote a memoir and she titled it The Misadventures of the Awkward Black Girl. And um, it became a New York bestseller. And in 2018, she was included in the annual Times list for uh, one hundred most influential people in the world. Yes, Issa. Oh, nice. Yes, Issa is like out here doing it. Um, so Issa is actually not much older than us. She was born January 12 eighty five. She's a Capricorn. Um, you know how to talk Capricorns, but she's she's obviously to the rule. She's obviously an attention to the rule. I feel like Issa could be friends. And that says a lot. Um, yeah. (laughs) Issa was born in Los Angeles, California. Her family history is interesting, too. Um, her father, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce that because I don't want to butcher his name. Um, he is a pediatrician and, um, a neonatologist do they work with children? I think so. Okay. It makes sense because it's a pediatrician too. So her mm-hmm. father is from Senegal. And, um, her mom was a teacher in Louisiana. Her parents met in France where they both went to school. I was like, oh, okay, Regal. Um, Issa has four siblings and her dad has a medical practice in Inglewood, California. Uh, So her family actually lived in Senegal for a short period of time when she was a kid. And then she was mostly raised in Maryland, where she grew up. I guess this is a direct quote. She grew up with things that aren't considered black, like a swimming team, hockey, uh, Passovers with Jewish friends. Uh, So I guess that, I, I feel like I read somewhere but she was like during that, that time period she did feel like the awkward black girl because she was participating in activities that weren't deemed black enough and so um, her family moved to an area in Los Angeles where she uh, attended a predominantly black school like a, a bit of a culture shock for her she ended up graduating from a high from a high school of medicine and sciences, where she started acting. And her her parents actually got divorced when she was in high school. Um. Oh, and then she's also fluent in French. Love it. Yep. So, uh, Issa went on to graduate from Stanford University with a bachelor's in African and American Studies, and while she was in college, she made music videos, she wrote and directed plays, and she actually did a, a mock reality series called Dorm Diaries for Fun, so she has always had a love for the arts, clearly, yes. and then, um, let's see, and then that's when she helped produce, uh, she went and produced opera Black Girl with um, a classmate. So then, after college, she went to um, the public theater in New York City, where she did a fellowship, and she started taking classes at the New- I academy. Mean, she worked; she had to work a few odd jobs at one point because she was struggling to decide between business school and law school. But eventually, she abandoned both of those ideas when Awkward Black Girl was taken off in 2011. And I love that for those of you that watch. Insecure. A lot of the con- in the show is parallel to the things that Isa actually went through. Went through. And yeah, I'm yeah. gonna out you, Monica. A wonderful she has not watched Insecure yet, and I have been suggesting this as- as- and she still has not done it. Yes,
1: yes, I'm behind the times. Lord Jesus, you and I forgot somebody else. That's like, girl, why didn't you watch that? So I definitely have to get into it, because I heard it. It is amazing. It is. It's everything. So I need to just hop
0: on the insecure train, because I'm not on it. <laughs> do. On. Oh my gosh, you need to hop on the caboose. So I think what I'm going to do is, time you come here, we'll um, get some seafood, and we'll set the projector up in the living room, and then we'll watch a few episodes. OK, so we can do that. That sounds like a plan. Yes, because I I know you're gonna love it because there that show is just so awesome and someone that you can relate to like I okay. think you can relate to them um in a way I think that's what makes the show so awesome yeah um, so other things also into um into activist work so she has used her platform to bring police violence and brutality against African-Americans. And after the the um, Allison Sterling shooting in 2016, she raised 700K for the Sterling Family Trust and that helped pay for um, Sterling's children to attend college, which is awesome. And she's also an advocate for civil rights and women's rights. And she, uh, her work has included themes of equality and social justice, and she's worked with many different organizations like Black Lives Matter um BLD uh, PWR just to name a few and uh, another thing that she's done is utilize her show Insecure to South Los Angeles communities and black businesses exposure so a lot of the scenes where she's filming like it's in the heart of um, South LA and like black businesses and black products and stuff which is, I think it's awesome because she's using her platform to do good for the community, for the culture I love it, I love it I like it yeah. Lisa. I like
1: Issa a lot I've, I've definitely seen some of her activist work and stuff like that and she's been doing you know look what she started and she's doing so phenomenal she's also been in a couple of movies as well that have um topped the box office and stuff like that as well so um shout out to Issa, she's really black girl magic Yes, <laughs> i love her yep all right
0: then okay. all right.
1: my turn okay so the person that i pick is um she is deceased um but i got kind of fascinated with about her so that's why i ended up um i just been doing research on just different people um different women that made a difference um for us now um men and women in a type of way but the woman created it so i thought it was just pretty awesome so my person is Bessie brock griffin um and she was born november 24th 1914. oh um, yeah so she's yeah born in virginia she is a pioneer physical therapist she's an inventor and a scientist okay so she's very very smart and the thing about messy is um she actually ended up on school in the sixth grade um and it was so weird that she did not go back to school but then she ended up going back to school eventually mm-hmm. um she moved with some family in jersey and she got her ged nice
0: um, she's, did she's they say exactly did, yeah, go ahead. Did, did say why she
1: dropped out? Um, just a lot of things going on in her family and things like that, and where she was mm-hmm. living at. Because she was living in Virginia, but then I guess her family saw that she was going down maybe like the wrong road. Maybe it just wasn't a good environment for her. so That offered her to move to Jersey, which she did, and she learned her. She earned her GED, so that was like great and then um after she earned her ged she left studying nursing at um community kennedy-, kennedy Memorial hospital so um then she like really fell in love with like the body so she um had a passion to get into physical therapy um so she thought you know she was really fascinated by that and then she ended up going to college she went to a community college um and everything then she went to um Montclair State University, and, um, and back in the end, being a, a physical therapist was not a big thing, especially being a woman physical therapist and just being a physical therapist, period, and being a black person. It was just not, was not common. Um, so she just felt like a love for that. So she went to school and doing all of that, and then she um, ended up practicing at a like as a veteran's um, hospital, like helping um, wounded soldiers and things like that. And with her being there, there were so many different things where people were getting hurt and they could do certain things. Mm-hmm. So she actually created um, a patent, which is a big thing. Yeah. Um, so she
0: actually created the portable
1: receptacle support. So, the tube is inserted into a person's mouth without them fighting down on it and it puts food in their mouth so they can still be able to eat so she created that
0: the feed tube
1: yeah but they call it a portable or technical support you know I gotta get fancy <laughs> <laughs> so um yes yeah, so she pretty much she created that oh my god yes and she also taught so I'm gonna rewind so she um to write with her left hand a lot and for some reason that was like kind of frowned upon and um she would try to also write with her feet she don't know what it they, her parents don't know what it was but she always wanted to write she always was just to write with her feet so um she took that and like um soldiers that lost like their arms she taught them how to write with their feet Ugh. as well so she just really was like, really, really supportive when it came to the soldiers, just trying to like help them feel some type of normalcy, you know, and being able to write, and do things like all of us normal people do. Wow. Yeah. She she yeah, so she's just pretty awesome. She, um she officially received the patent for the uh, the feeding tube April 24th, 1951 and everything. Um, and she also got married that same year, and then the couple um, had a son named Philip. Um, so, after that, um, my notes here. so um, she also went to go work in um, another hospital, mm-hmm. and she was recognized for all that she was doing in the hospital. So, she was the first black woman to appear on a television program called The Big Idea, which okay. exposed um, inventions the feeding tube so that was like huge because I mean there would be people that could not feed themselves because they were just out of it or they just didn't have like the mobile, the mobile skills to do so so that feeding tube was like huge and we're still using that feeding tube t- today so that's, yeah that's
0: one, that is wonderful indeed yes. like, I, I didn't know she invented that yes I'm like look at me finding some good stuff I was like oh,
1: <laughs> yes so um Yeah, she was pretty pretty, pretty awesome. Um, She was also the first um, African-American woman to be admitted as a student in the Document Division of Metropolitan Police Forensics because she was so into the body and stuff like that. Um, She ended up maintaining her private practice and everything as well. She was like a consultant for law enforcement, so she was really up until like 1983 um so she just had her hand into a lot of stuff she really just wanted to help the community and everything so she was she was pretty awesome um she was 95 when she died so i think she lived a pretty good life i mean she 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 invented a lot of things and she helped law enforcement and she was the first black woman to, to be on television about an invention that we're still using to this day so and she she liked, she liked journalism as well so sometimes she tapped into that um, as well um, as far as like medical because she was looking to the medical field so she, she was pretty awesome um, awesome woman so i was like oh okay and another reason why i was kind of like attracted to her because I, one of my cousins on my on my dad's side of family mm-hmm. um her name is bessie and i thought that was kind of neat that her name was bessie so i was like oh that's awesome and i the vulnerable i also want to be a nurse at one point in my life <laughs> so i thought that was pretty cool <laughs> if yeah. Yeah, i wanted to be a nurse i wanted to um work with the babies i really wanted to be a, like a nurse practitioner but like you know babies in pediatrics so that was like a dream of mine i love kids i don't want a whole lot of them but i do love kids so, like, i'm the auntie that will have like come on let's all the kids let's go get ice cream or well, let's go do this let's do that. i just love kids so um reading about her background about how she you know just was a nurse, like, cause she's a nurturing person, and she was a therapist, she was a to convince her that she created a patent, that's a really, really phenomenal, um, doing that, because a patent forever, you know what I mean, and you, you get recognized for that type of stuff, and, I mean, to see a black woman get recognized for that is, like, awesome.
0: So, in other words, Bessie was a baddie. Yes, yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. She lived a fruitful life using her products to this day yes that's so. oh my gosh what a legacy to leave behind did she did she have more children or was was it just philip uh i think philip was the only one okay philip
1: was the only one yeah
0: that is so awesome and because of stories like this it really makes me want to look deeper into my own ancestry and see like where i somebody. i know I mean, we do have black history in our family. My dad was the first black man. He's um, an engineer. And he was the first black man to work at the um, news station, the local news station from Macon, Georgia. Channel 4. Channel 13 News. Period. I I said before the end of this month, I'm actually going to post a picture of him in and shout him out my mom told me that I thought that was awesome
1: okay
0: yeah really cool so I think we all got some yeah I got some black history and if we think about it we are black history right now uh, yes we are we are our ancestors wildest dreams and you know I know just speaking from with us like we both have accomplished so much um I know like on my dad's side as far as the immediate family, I was the first to go to college and graduate. And um, you know, amongst my my aunts and uncles, immediate family, like my dad's siblings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm that's the first awesome. to go to college and graduate and have like a graduate degree and stuff. So oh, I felt that's so that good. That that is great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. it's just amazing. It's just amazing to like, just think about, like, even with our grandparents. Because, you know, Granny was born in 1943. Um, but Her birthday is in April. She'll be 79 years old. And I remember I had a project in high school where I had to talk to someone who grew up during segregation times and stuff. And my grandma, uh, Granny, was telling me that when she was younger, she, she remembers, like, her... She said she remembers she had walked away from her grandma because her grandparents raised her. She walked away from her grandma at at the store and got lost. And this white lady found her, and this white lady was trying to take her. And she was like, oh, I'm going to take you home with me. And, like, I guess she was trying to, like, take her and raise her as her own and make her into, like, <laughs> it's not funny, but, like, basically make her a slave. Yeah, like Granny was like she was real little, and she remembers that that she's like the white lady tried to take her home. So it's just like little, just stories like that. And then I think That's about it. where we are, right? Traumatized <laughs> much. Yes. Okay. But I think about where we are now. I'm like, wow, we really have come a long way. We still have got work to do as a whole, but like just this, the just the black excellence of it all. It's just not yeah. so good. Oh. Yeah.
1: We're definitely doing some big things. Our black people as a whole are doing big and great things, and I, I love to see it. I, mm-hmm. really
0: love to. I love to see it. Yes. Yeah. And I just want to say, too, like, shout out to those, because I know we have listeners all over, and I just want to say, shout out to those, li- our listeners that are not people of color, but still respect and support the culture. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yes, I, 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 I do two, too. Yeah, you know, have people like that in my life personally—that are they respect me as as a woman, they respect me as a black woman, and they just—I don't know—they're they—they understand. They're woke. Yes, a lot of and,
1: people. A people say yes. That's a perfect way to put it.
0: <laughs> they're woke, and they and even if there's things they don't understand, they try to understand. Or they, you know, just listen. They sympathize, and I really appreciate that because um, we need more of that.
1: Yep, we do. We more of that. Which I wish everybody would take heed to that.
0: <laughs> I do. Yep. More love, more acceptance, yeah. all that good stuff. So, yeah, sis, that was that was the last episode.
1: too that
0: will say that I like it too we covered four women and next month is March which is also a month that we highlight wonderful women and um yes. I, last, last year I love that we did cause you know still we quarantined and stuff but last year we actually gave recognition to two wonderful women that we knew and like a like a special uh zoom presentation for them and a few other wonderfuls joined us and it was nice yeah it was nice mm-hmm. so i know we'll we'll be doing something else special for women for the month of march and we'll get out pretty soon yeah i so. can't wait
1: to celebrate us
0: anything else you want to access about uh, black history Month, women in general
1: no not really it's been, it's been a pretty good black history month I will say that and mm-hmm. I, I brought me I brought me like two or three shirts two or three black history shirts
0: <laughs> yep I sure did yeah I've been rocking my um, this person's own by a the black women don't touch like i've been rocking that bag mm-hmm. and it's all so attention grabbing and then, yeah, that's another thing too like we i know you and i have talked about wanting to support more black businesses and yes. i found them couple, so i'm like really excited to um you know purchase some merchandise for them and uh hopefully be able to model it or you know give them a shout out so you know where you can reach us you can uh, hit us up on our Facebook, at IG under wonderful.effect and we also have our website where we have merchandise it's www.wonderfuleffect.com don't forget the two L's and we will see you all in two weeks whatever date that is what date is that? I got my calendar right two weeks will March 11th. That's the weekend of your um, your photo shoot. Yeah, that is the weekend you'll be here, cool? Yes, awesome. Um, Maybe if we have time, we can do like a video of us together, because it's, you know, since we live in two different areas, it'd be kind of hard for us to do videos. I know, I know, that would be fun. I want us to try to do that, like it's be short, it not have to be anything like drawn out, but that would be cute.
1: Yes, it would be. I know y'all want to see our face.
0: My, her face, <laughs> my belly, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. And <laughs> my new teeth. Oh, Lord. I
0: knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew
1: that was coming. <laughs> yeah, girl. I, you know, I paid the money
0: for the smile, and it look perfect.
1: Yeah, so you're going to keep smiling for no
0: reason, period. They <laughs> <laughs> smile like that little girl in Finding Nemo. Off a little more.
1: girl I'm done put a dead bitch in the back yes <laughs> Lord
0: Jesus okay wonderful so I hope you all have a fabulous weekend and until next time stay wonderful stay wonderful